Three o'clock, bike rack, but not the one by the parking lot. Right, the one by the trash cans near the orange cones where they build the wheelchair ramp. Yeah, best exam ever. Good morning, Good morning Greendale. Greendale. I'm Mike. I'm Ben. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> and here are your morning announcements. Announcements. Oh no. Um, <laughs> still doing phenomenal. We're doing great. Everybody, everybody times. is just normal. Everyone is doing great here. These are your morning announcements, as we have previously said. Or your um, evening ones. Who knows what time is anymore? Days are a construct. Time Except for is World Naked Gardening Day. That's a different thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you'd today... like to hear us talk about World Naked Gardening Day, listen to our Patreon. Yes, I'm, I'm. before we finish our intro, I'm telling you to look at our Patreon. We found out, spoiler, we found out that <laughs> uh, the day we're recording this, Saturday, May 2nd, is World Naked Gardening Day. It was a whole thing. If we um, did a whole thing about it, yeah. Today we're talking about season one, episode 12, Comparative Religion. Has nothing to do with naked gardening, nudity, or gardening, in fact. It's actually a Christmas episode. We are are at Christmas, um, a.k.a. uh, December 10th, in the fiction of the show. Same difference. Um, It's true. I I like the fact that they'll they'll throw things in there about like, you know, December 10th is when this, this aired for the first time. So it's, it's like, oh, it's December 10th. I, re- I really like uh-huh. those little meta meta nods. I mean, it also takes place at a community college. That college is going to be closed on December 25th. You can't actually do like a real Christmas day sort of thing. Right. This is the last day of the semester. We've also not yet, in the fiction of the show, we've not yet crossed into them being good enough friends to like go to each other's apartments or houses or whatever right this is still strictly an at school sort of friendship oh we'll get there well i i I truly believe that we will get there because i've seen it i've watched this this show (laughs) before um i do like i do every time i notice it's like winter and it because we we know canonically green or greendale is in colorado yes 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 on december 10th i imagine it's not (laughs) what seems to be somewhat sunny so here's here's the thing, right? Um, I so I grew up uh, along the Front Range in Colorado, and so that is like right before you get into actual mountain okay, territory. Sure. So that's where like Denver and and uh, Boulder and like all of those cities are. Mm-hmm. They're not actually up in the mountains, right? Yeah, they're not there. I, I've been to to Denver and uh, Boulder. They're not in the mountains. Yeah. The, the weird thing that you probably wouldn't expect if you are not from Colorado is that some Decembers, it's like, yeah, it's going to snow and then, um, you know, it's going to be like a high of five degrees Fahrenheit today. And then two days later, it's like, yeah, it's sunny and like, you know, high 60s. Where Just, you need a light jacket. Right. Except it was, you know, five degrees two days ago. So you're like, yeah, a T-shirt sounds great. I'm just going to wear <laughs> Fair that. Enough, yeah. The thing that I did want to call out, though, because the lack of snow is fine. 
Just okay. the sun and the lack of snow, fine. They are canonically, I mean, Britta's got a 303 area code. They are canonically sort of Denver adjacent. Okay, fair enough. So I'm willing to accept sun. I'm willing to accept light jackets. What I'm not willing to accept is in the the outside scenes, all the trees still very much have leaves on them. <laughs> on December 10th, that is not a thing. Didn't even notice it. Did not even notice it. The first, the first snow, uh, <laughs> the first snow of the season happens like late September, and then all the leaves that were just trying to change just fall off. Right, because they've and been then, killed by the snow. And then you got nothing, and then it's just no leaves until spring. This is not December tenth in Colorado, my friend. <laughs> it's almost like they did not film this at the time it was set or the place it was set. Super weird. Yeah. Sarah and I are doing a uh, leverage watch uh, at the moment, and we just got into season two, which canonically takes place in Boston, Mm -hmm. but is filmed in Portland. So I am now on that mode where I'm like looking out for all the the landmarks that I can recognize. The, the, The Max train that you can see. Yeah, the, we watched season two, episode one last night, and uh, there is, uh, they're in downtown Boston, but there's definitely a prominent Portland strip club in the background. Um, <laughs> Excellent. And uh, yes, so, so I like leverage, but now the problem is, is that I spend way more brain cycles trying to find out where it was filmed <laughs> than watching the plot. So. Right. Excellent. Excellent. So this, but this is why I always notice things like this is supposed to be December in Colorado. Why are there still leaves on trees? Even if I wasn't from Colorado, I would still be doing this because my brain is dumb. Sure. Uh, Or hyper focus. Yeah, you hyper focus on some of the smaller details. That I am, I am abetting all over. This filming, just all over it. (laughs) Shall we actually talk about the episode instead of just talking about the Colorado ness of the episode? I don't know. I've got more. I could just keep talking about Colorado all day. Um, I mean, we got we got to ration that out through the series. That's true. People are going to get sick of like, oh, here goes Ben again talking it's like, about Colorado. Here's Ben's Colorado corner again for 45 Absolutely. minutes of the did episode. Did you know that August 1st is Colorado Day because that's the I, I day it was not. incorporated well, as a state? I will say this. We haven't recorded on that day um, using time.is, so it hasn't told me there yet. Did you know that Colorado's governor got into a fight with New Mexico's governor over who has better green chilies? That does seem like <laughs> something governors would do in it, in the before times when there was frivolous things to do. Spoiler, I love Colorado, but New Mexico wins that fight, my dude. Don't don't bring a knife to a gunfight, my dude. Well, some strong feelings from uh, a former constituent. Now you know a whole lot more about Colorado. Let's get into this TV show that What's supposedly Colorado takes State place in song Colorado. That way we can play it as intro and outro to Ben's Colorado Corner. And is it public domain? Um, if it's public domain, we have to put it in now. Where the Columbines Grow is the uh, state song of Colorado. Um, ooh, I'm going to... Here's a video of it. It is in the public domain. Was since 1991. Whoa. 
Um, so you can't hear this right no, now. No, I cannot. What good podcast oh my, audio. Oh my god. This is Are we talking about lyrics like, here or is it what? This is intense. Ooh, all the more reason to add it into our podcast. Um Okay, I'm closing this now. It is, is it the 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 words? Because I'm. Not, it's the it's well, the vocalist. The vocalist, oh, the vocalist. Is, is like opera level stuff. Like oh, it's wow. it's intense. <laughs> um, okay, there season are, one. There, are, there we might want to just uh, inch away from verse two though. Um, has some rough things to suggest. I think a lot of state songs probably do. Season one, episode twelve. You know, fair point comparative religion we start out on the quad it is christmas time my very first note says there's no snow even though it's colorado um the we've dean, already done that note <laughs> the dean is dressed up as a non-denominational mr winter um i do i i th- there's like a couple of establishing shots uh before we we kind of see mr winter and his full regalia um, Jeff is kind of walking through the quad and is hit by a fake snowball. And one thing I never noticed until this watch is that Mike is in the background, uh, a character that we're going to meet and know a lot about in, in just a few minutes. Um, but he's staring at Jeff. He's not a fan right at the beginning. Okay. I missed that little detail. I was he's too like busy way in the background complaining he, about, yeah. <laughs> you're too setting. busy focused on the trees. <laughs> Hey, these trees, they're, they're too much leaves. Oh, there's a there's an important foreshadow to the character that I'm going to care about? No, I don't care. Look at these trees! Uh, so, yes, the Dean is Mr. Winter, um, who's, who's set up... Who, regalia, I, I really like because um, it, he looks like he's trying to be a wizard of snow time. Yeah, like, like a, yeah I agree, like a snow wizard. That's all I got. I mean, um, not a king, I'm a fan. Not a, not a nice king, but like a nice wizard. Right. Di- very different because he does not have the crown it's and he's true. not kidnapping princesses. Canonical. Mm-hmm. Listen to Podventure Time. Uh, um, at least uh, at least as far as we know, he's not canonically stealing princesses. He could be. I don't know what he does in his spare time. That's true. So, Regardless of that information, you should still listen to Podventure Time, a wonderful uh, podcast about Adventure Time. It's true um podventure time is great mr winter runs directly into an open filing cabinet and does a great pratfall it's true um i'm i'm just a sucker for a good pratfall yeah um i mean i think i i go back and forth on them i feel like this one's a little bit forced um i don't i don't really i don't really see the point in it like i like a good pratfall where it's like we are uh, very much sort of just like pointing out this character is kind of a doofus. Um, like it worked really well when Pierce was trying to do the hypnotherapy thing. Sure. Because A, it is directly in, it is directly antagonistic of his stated premise, which mm-hmm. is I'm trying to be a hypnotherapist, quiet and soft and soothing. And I'm going to... Uh, just destroy a crap ton of musical instruments and uh-huh. hurt Ben's feelings. Uh-huh. And I feel like this one's just kind of like, I don't know, what if the Dean just smacked his face into a filing cabinet? I mean, you know, not every pratfall has just 
the most uh most imagination behind it i will say that like i, I, I want get you every there. pratfall to have a 13 page explanation of its necessity yeah that's that's in how any it, given moment you know when i think about the comedic things that you know this podcast or previous podcasts have done or you know anything in in the world i want it to be so explained explained to me that i could read mm-hmm. it in an essay mm-hmm. yes that's what i think is real comedy the dean hitting the the filing cabinet pratfall the novelization <laughs> For some reason, that it's just reminds of me of books. Spaceballs, the 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 novel or something. Yeah, should all just the different do a, Spaceballs. Uh, we should just do a worst idea ever, where we watch Spaceballs every week. That's um, not a worst idea okay ever. That. Spaceballs is good. Do we have a disagreement on how good Spaceballs is? No, I love Spaceballs. Okay. There's a podcast called The Worst Idea. No, yeah, I know. The worst idea of all time, not worst idea ever. Right. Um, but that they watch bad movies. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> the dean is doing his announcements, and Shirley says that she's really sick of the dean trying to cram his PC-ness down my throat because it, it, she is a good Christian woman who is. A, it's Christmas time. This is Christmas. This isn't PC-ness time. Right. It takes a a good amount of time for Pierce and Troy to get why that might be funny sounding. My bet. My favorite. Um, penis pun is the critic they're doing a um an orson wells does a a pee a frozen pee commercial rosebud yes rosebud frozen peas full of country goodness and green penis wait that's terrible i quit ah that's good it's is very good it's one of my favorite critic jokes ever um anyways <laughs> Look forward to our next podcast, the Critic Rewatch Podcast. I don't know if anybody wants that ever. <laughs> I don't think if anybody. I like the Critic. I own the Critic on DVD. I don't know if I want to do a Critic Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Now I know that somebody has a Critic Podcast out there, uh, based on the amount of uh, community podcasts we are now sister podcasts to. Yep, I totally believe that there's a lot of podcasts out there about the Critic. Shirley has made gifts for everybody. They are little bracelets that basically just repurpose uh, Scrabble tiles that spell out WWBJD, which is not. If this stands for what would Billy Joel do, I'll tell you right now, he'd write another crappy song. It is not. Uh, Troy does not know who that is, uh, which makes sense. Uh, But it is what would baby Jesus do? No one's very excited to put them on, but they are kind of guilted into doing so. Um, so the problem with trying to find. I was wondering why critic, I wasn't getting anything from that. And it was, okay, ben was here Googling is, something. It stinks. A critic podcast. Okay. <laughs> there are so many word. There are so many podcasts with the word critic in it. That's um, fair. I really appreciate you, Ben, because I know that I was going continuing through the community and you were off in a different world just looking for cr- critic stuff. And I was like, there's something he's still doing over there. Wow, and it is very new. The first episode was April 8th. Um, and so, yeah, it's a brand new podcast. 
it's one of those podcasts that were probably created because I w- somebody was so bored and they're like, I don't know, put a let's buy a podcast mic. Yeah, probably. We were before the th- that. We were before that boredom. We were a different level of boredom. Yes, it actually stands for what would baby Jesus do, which I think you said. Nobody I wants did to say put it, yes. Nobody wants to put the bracelets on, uh, which I understand because even uh, from what angle are you understanding this? I just want to ask that first. Well, so first of all, uh, I am not religious. Um, Fair. I believe we are both uh, similar to Jeff. Uh, yes, I, I would align. We both have winning smiles. Uh, we both smile at each other. You can't it see was, it. Just... It was a very good visual bit that uh-huh. no one gets to see but you and me, Ben. I would align somewhere between Britta and Jeff um, on this scale. Um, I mean, we could get into it. We are talking about an episode of of community called Comparative Religion. So there's that. There's the fact that I am not religious. And also just even if even if I was like really Christian and Jesus was my homeboy mm-hmm. and I was just I was really into it. A bracelet made out of Scrabble tiles is zero percent my aesthetic. Um, I had a feeling that the secondary thing would be aesthetic, yes. Um, I mean, I'm not really a bracelet kind of guy in general. That's fair. But a Scrabble but- tile bracelet is not my thing. I can definitely understand the, like, I didn't really have much, but I wanted to do something nice for my chosen family. Sure. But Yeah, I think that's that you kind of have to... You, you can't really just, dis- like decouple the the intent behind the gift with the gift here like right. you can't you could first like if your mom buys you a video game like oh it was very nice of you but i still got this sweet video game to go play now but this one is like oh it was a nice little present like you know you can't really disconnect the two things right plus sometimes you know your mom buys you a video game and she just kind of grabs one and doesn't really know what the cool latest video games are and then you end up with one of the worst Ren and Stimpy games on Super Nintendo because it seemed like a good thing uh, as far as your mom was concerned, and it was bad. Not that this happened. Okay, ben, totally I'm going to have to just kind of dig into that a little further. You That was mm-hmm. kind of hyper-specific. I figured uh-huh. you were going to go for a Shirley the, over here. I figured you were going to go to... <laughs> that's true. Yes, you're pulling a Shirley. Um, I figured you might be going for the Simpsons joke about what Lee Travalo's pu- a pu- putting challenge. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, that's I where I thought you were that going direction. with that. I went but you with went the personal. way more personal. Um, that Ren and Stimpy game was garbage. Um and you know i still tried to it was a gift from my mom like i still tried to enjoy it the game itself was pretty bad um i would not recommend it so you know You, you, you know when you when you get a copy of uh let's see here uh ren and stimpy vidiots i think that was the one i got yeah in it came out in october 1993 uh, and they get trapped in their television show and they want to get out. And it's garbage. So trivia, um, a complaint about the game is the lack of passwords or save points. I've got a lot more to complain about than that. <laughs> so Abed goes to get some cookies because they're all in the cafeteria and there, there's a, a whole array of cookies. And Abed loads up on the winter doodle cookies and... Uh, 
there's a, a bully who we don't I don't think we find out till kind of the end, but his name is Mike. Mm-hmm. Um not and and just just to put it out there as a Mike, not all mics are jerks. This is a rare opportunity where there is both a Mike and a Ben in this episode. Oh, well, yeah, that doesn't happen yeah, very often th- at all. It does not. Um you, th- you so, think with how common our names are they would be. <laughs> you would think. Uh so yes, Mike is upset because Abed took all of the winter doodles. Yes. And Abed says, well, no, there, there are plenty of other cookies. And Mike says, I can't eat those. They have macadamia nuts and I've got a tree nut allergy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to point out that Mike is played by Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, he is very good at this. It's very entertaining. Wait a minute. That Holy crap. That is Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> I figured you'd look that. <laughs> I'm glad that I blew your mind with some knowledge. Um. Wow. Um. Okay, that is. I'll just that, hit pause uh, here so that you can get that get uh, clean up the br- the br- the mind you just blow. So okay, because I've seen the Breakfast Club uh, a sure, lot of yeah. times. Um. So like, I I know who Anthony Michael Hall is. Sure. I just I've only ever seen him really in like the Breakfast Club, and uh, he was in National Lampoon's Vacation, which right. you have not seen. Right, but I did read that with they had Chevy a, Chase, they had a nice so, reunion on on set. Mm-hmm. So that's that's fun. Um, holy crap! Like now I can't unsee it, but like, but you should have been seeing it the whole time because <laughs> we watched it. And it's but him. I've only ever seen him as like a, a teenager, a, a, a nerdy, nerdy teenager, teenager, not a cool bully with a mustache. Sure. Well, this is it's also kind of partly behind the, you know, the line later that he's a nerd and now and now he's a meathead because he was a nerd in those those old shows. It's a meta nod. Wild. See, I'm I'm Abed a lot, but that Brita snakes in, and then I Brita up the whole situation. So <laughs> to, to be fair, I you know if I didn't read, I was like, wait, who is this again? And then I looked it up because I was like, Michael C. Anthony, and I was like, no, 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 that's a different person. Mike wants the winter doodles, and um, uh, Jeff comes in to save Abed, and Mike is is a real dick to him, and yeah, he makes he, a really weird knock knock joke it's not a very good one because it doesn't have a who's there knock knock my fist up your balls (laughs) who's there first of all how does that work anatomically i yeah i don't i don't know how that uh i don't think i want to know anymore you know i I think i'm just gonna let it be mike really wants to get into a fight with jeff but then the dean shows up with his line mary happy which I, I really like appreciate. Mm-hmm. I really like that line. Uh-huh. Happy. This is when Mike uh, backs off, says there won't always be a Dean around. You know, when the rest of the world is fighting over happy holidays versus Merry Christmas, just Merry happy. I agree. You get, you get both in there a little bit. Everything's fine. Later on in the study room, Abed is comparing this situation to movies so um, many movies I didn't could not keep up. Yeah, I did not follow it. Shirley uh, points out that, you know, real men turn the other cheek like Jesus. Because what would mm-hmm. baby Jesus do? Baby Jesus would turn the other cheek. Uh-huh. Also, baby Jesus probably wouldn't, shouldn't have been fought uh, by some older gentlemen. That seems bad. I recognize uh, I what know, I said. I, I know what you meant was it would 
be a bad thing for a full grown man to fight a baby. Yes. But the way, the way my brain Jesus. took it, the way my brain took it was that baby Jesus would kick the crap out of that older guy because he's Jesus. I mean, also true. Cause Jesus, have you ever seen Jesus? He, dude was ripped. Boy, we're going to hell for this Ooh, one. Oh huh? man, man, so, man, we are just not. This might not show up in a podcast. <laughs> uh, they're all talking to Jeff about, uh, you know, fighting. Yeah. They've all got their own opinions on yeah. whether or not Jeff should fight Mike. They are really they're they're all kind of arguing amongst themselves. And Jeff is just like, I'm not even worried about it. What I need to worry about is I need at least a 65 on the Spanish final or else I am going to fail Spanish. And he is so concerned by this. He's like, why didn't you do the extra credit if you think you were going to fail? She is a, so she is as scared of saying the word fail as she is saying the word penis. Right, as we learned last week. Um, we also find out that Shirley is having a Christmas party right after the final and nobody really seems that interested in going they right. have some very specific sp- uh, facial expressions uh that just kind of signify like well crap i forgot about that how do i get out of this one right and because shirley also brings up like are you just going to wear what you were wearing to class or are you going to go home and change some some christmas clothes Mm -hmm. and annie says that she could wear one of her hanukkah sweaters uh shirley's like i didn't know uh i respect all the religions of the world in which everybody then just kind of like announces their religion i'm muslim jehovah's witness atheist the Lord is testing me. We also find out that Jeff is agnostic and he gets booed because sure. as Pierce puts it, that's the lazy man's atheist. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. Like, honestly, uh, like my, my personal philosophy, since I'm going to get into it is just like, is similar to, to a lazy man's atheist. Cause it, it, to me, it doesn't really matter. Like I'm going to try to do the best I can while I'm here and help people. And if, if there is one and he's like, you did a good job. Great. And if there's not one and, and I feel good with the way that I live my life. Good. That's yep. my own personal philosophy, but I am, I, I know that we have, uh, you know, friends that are Jewish. We have friends that are Christian and, you know, I have friends that are Muslim and, you know, we, you know, try to try to be tolerant of each other's faith. Yeah. I, I've kind of fallen that same sort of, uh, boat, I think. Um, and, oh, we also find out that Pierce is, uh, he introduces his religion as that he is born again. And Shirley is like, oh, yeah, she's into this. And then but it's we not find what out, she's thinking. Right. We find out that he considers himself a born again uh, Buddhist. And a, he is a, a level ag- five laser lotus in his Buddhist community. Britta asks him if he's in a cult, which immediately puts him back to level four. Sad day for Pierce. It's true. I'm sure. Shirley points out that the study study group is a d- diverse family and opens the party up to all faiths and tells everyone to bring a doodad or trinket from their faiths, which is Ouch. a a rough wording for that. Um. So I don't want to get too far into grades before we actually Ooh. go into grades. <laughs> We're getting early grades. But an interesting thing that I just kind of want to put out there while we continue to talk about the rest of this episode is that this is a very weird take on a Christmas episode because we get sort of the ugly side of Mm -hmm. most characters in this episode. Yeah, I can agree with that. 
And I feel like the average Christmas episode is like maybe one person just isn't into the Christmas spirit. Sure as shooting. They lost their Christmas spirit. Then like everyone else is like, yay, Christmas. We're doing our best. We're good people. This one's just like everybody kind of sucks. Well, I also think that this is an interesting, you know, uh, well, A, I think that community does kind of take its own path on a lot of these things like the green week was like throw throw in a couple things in and then right it's green week anyways moving on um it 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 decides to you know inspect interesting things that i don't think a lot of television does um and i think inner seeing the intersection of you know different religions and how they communicate to each other and and how you know somebody that is really invested in their religion and thinks it's the correct way to do it would react to having people that challenge that viewpoint. And I think that's a really interesting thing that this, this episode does. Uh, it, you know, it, 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 you know, challenges, uh, Shirley's Christianity from the fight aspect and it challenges everybody challenges that with her tolerance with everybody else's fades. I think it's really interesting, really interesting kind of probably not for a, you know, network television show to do this very often, but I think it, it does a really good job of it. But yes, we are now in full grades. <laughs> right. So let's go back to Spanish class where Jeff is doing his test. Uh, Chang, Chang is, is bored. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting up in front of the class, basically taking a nap. He's got a big old sombrero on just because he can. Jeff is taking... Shirley, like, finishes the test. She's She's out the door Mm -hmm. she's going to go set up for the party and jeff is reading the test and he's like true or falso or none of the above this doesn't make any sense (laughs) and that just leads chang to just rub his chin and mike comes in at this point and starts giving jeff a hard time and he's like hey chang you're gonna like you can do something about this and we get one of my favorite gifts of all time (laughs) chang going I'll allow it. It's um, very good. I use it, that one. That is probably the gift that I use more often than anything. If yeah, I'm going to be honest, it's 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 a more findable meme than the "I'm going to allow this" from Futurama. This is also, I think, where we get kind of the uh, ugliness from Britta because she starts insinuating that every fight is just men with their latent homosexuality, mm-hmm. and so and she, she starts kind making. Of in- yeah, she kind of enjoys like insinuating different things about the fight. right. So not only is she assuming that everyone who is who gets into fights is like secretly has secretly has gay feelings, but also she starts making a lot of very uh, specific gay stereotypes, like about oh that's true. liking you know musical theater or uh, dancing together or just like all sorts of weird little snide comments that she just keeps poking in and so i feel kind of like that's where we get sort of britta's uh uh kind of ugly side on this episode because like i said i think most characters in this episode do kind of get that Um, yeah everybody gets kind of like a different uh section of of they're in the wrong a little bit and they just need to kind of turn back right yeah i agree with that um mike points at the test and he is like it's usted dude even i know that and this is the thing that sets jeff off he's no longer interested in turning the other cheek he gets up and he is like that's it it's on now three o'clock 
bike rack, but not the one by the parking lot. <laughs> the one by the trash cans near the orange cones where they're building the wheelchair ramp. Right, that one. I love the specificity of where they're going to fight. It's important to know, right? And Abed is really into the fact that Jeff is being Abed's bodyguard. Like, he stands up, he's like, Jeff is my bodyguard. Like, he's super into this, which is kind of weird. Well, Abed sees this as a movie, honestly. I mean, it's true. Uh, Chang definitely enjoys this this confrontation. He's, uh, yeah, he's Chang okay is really it. into it. He's like, best Spanish final ever. And I imagine he's seen a, a few of those. Later on in the cafeteria, all the guys are planning the fight because Jeff is saying how he's never been in a fight. Pierce is trying to give pointers on how to like actually do a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Troy tells a wonderful story about being punched in the face. First time I got punched in the face, I was like, oh, no. But then I was like, this is a story. And a good one. Pierce says that he needs to teach Jeff how to fight mm. and then says a bunch of racist stuff. Real bad, yeah. And um, one thing that Jeff points out kind of as they stalk is that we can't tell Shirley about this fight because she will just induce all the guilt. This is when Mike comes in and starts insulting everybody's heads. Because he keeps calling Jeff forehead. And then he, ca- I don't remember what he calls all the other people. I think it was uh, forehead, old head, weird head, and the other head. Because Jeff is like, yeah, you know, I don't really, I'm not super worried about it, you know. Yeah. But Mike comes in and he he gives some sort of threats. I don't remember exactly what he says. The important thing is there's someone in the background stapling up some de- some like little uh, uh, paper snowmen decorations. Mm-hmm. And he grabs one of these snowmen and staples it to his own forehead. Right. As sort of this like intimidation tactic, which kind of works. So if I'm getting getting in a fight with somebody and they're like, I'm literally going to staple this to my forehead. I know that that person um, is able to to handle some pain. Yes, is able to put uh, themselves into pain at uh, my detriment. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, they're probably just a little unhinged. Yeah. So they're going to take some interesting uh, pathways in the dis- in the fight. Yeah. So they're it's not actually... going to stick to the punches there and the, maybe the kicks. There's going to be some unorthodox things happening. It is a kind of weird intimidation tactic, but it is effective. Very effective. Um, it definitely gets Jeff to be like, yeah, let's go. Let's go like practice for this fight. Like I need some training. Uh, meanwhile, in the study room, Shirley is singing Joy to the World whilst decorating a Christmas tree. And Anna, Annie comes in with a menorah uh, and Shirley hides it in the tree. She also, she says, is this your Hanukkah holder? And then says it's very pretty. And then, yes, hides it basically like puts it in the tree and then covers it up with yeah. other branches. It's not it's not very welcoming. I'll put it that way. Um, um, she, she also f- <laughs> makes a faux pas about the word uh, call, uh, uh, Jewish, about Annie being Jewish. And she yes. should be, say the, the full, full word next time. So, I can't believe I never knew you were a Jew. I'd say the whole word next time. Which our friend Tema loves to use that joke so much. Uh, this this one really hit home for Tema. Um, originally, she really wanted to guest on this episode, but has been 
you know, uh, very, things have happened. <laughs> things have things have happened since we started this podcast. Annie also um, at this point, because everyone is they're the only two in the study room. Right. And so Shirley says or Shirley asks kind of where everyone is. And Annie is like, oh, well, you know, they're they're all preparing for Jeff's fight. And uh, this sets Shirley off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Christmas. Uh huh. Shirley hands baby Jesus to Annie and is this like, is finished setting up the, the manger scene. This is possibly <laughs> the funniest joke in the entire episode because Annie t- popes like little boops on baby Jesus on the nose saying, we know you're one of us and then delicately places him in the tree. And it That's- is the funniest thing. That is how a manger is set up, as far as I'm aware. Um, it's so... I, I don't know why it is just the funniest <laughs> thing in this episode, but it is so, so funny to me. So they go... Uh, so the the guys are all in... The guys plus Britta, um, they are all in... It looks like some sort of storage area. I it, wasn't honestly, really sure. Honestly, I, I think it's the same classroom that they have for everything else. <laughs> probably just dressed Um, up a little different but yeah so they're they're like working on um training up jeff and so the very first thing is uh we're we're taught that when you go like get ready to fight you gotta trade us some like sup 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 sup." because you have the answer and they do not right and then troy tells jeff to give him the good old forrest whitaker eye which is a great visual gag that you cannot see because it is a podcast. It is kind of wild. It's um, an interesting thing to reference, but I kind of I kind of love it because it feels very much like uh, Donald Glover could just do that and was like, I need to get this in this show somehow. Oh, let me go talk to Dan Harmon about this <laughs> and show him the faces. Dan Harmon's going to be like, I need to put that in there. So yeah, they're they're still trying to like you know, do this. Britta keeps making some uh, homophobic sort of statements. Yeah. It's, um, it's it's just an interesting thing for her to do based on the way that she's been her characterization so far. But I mean, I can, I can see it because I think she, uh, I, she is being sold as this, like, you know, she, she's a feminist. She mm-hmm. is, she is prepared to sort of take on and criticize um, toxic masculinity sure. and, you know, the, the problems therein. Um, but I think that I think like a lot of people, she kind of comes at it from some occasionally bad standpoints. Like I think it's fair to look at, the idea that men need to fight and, you know, be real, like, you know, territorial and, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. I think it's okay to look at, at that and, and question why that is and uh, really look at that critically. But I think she takes the real lazy way about it by saying, oh, well, guys who want to fight just really want to make out with each other. Like, sure. Yeah. That's fair. I, I I think that 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 characterization makes more sense for Britta the way you described it. So right, you know, I I think I think I'm with you now. Right. I mean, we all we all have our blind spots, and Britta has probably three times as many blind spots as the average <laughs> person. It's true. 
She is she is the definition of a broken clock. She gets it very right occasionally. Right. And then very, very wrong more of the times. So so after Britta kind of discusses that a little bit, uh, Pierce is like, all right, we're done. Let's just see what we're working with. And he, she, he throws up some like uh, some ha- uh, I, th- I called them sparring pads. I don't know if that's what they're called, but basically pads on your hands and that you're holding for somebody else to hit them. Uh, Amazon calls them punching mitts. Okay. I was, I like sparring pads myself, but you know, Um, but I guess there's a, there's an industry term for it. mm -hmm. Uh, thank you, Amazon, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, Amazon's all over. (laughs) Anyway, so Jeff throws a couple of light punches and Pierce is like, come on, get mad. Around this time, Shirley comes in, um, and, uh, um, Oh, I guess we should back up for a moment. Um, Pierce keeps uh, doing these like weird uh, deflections to like try to yeah. uh, prove that like you just need to distract your opponent because he's like, Britta, put your top back on. And right. of course, Jeff turns around and gets kicked in the shin immediately. Mm-hmm. And then does the same thing with Troy. And then Shirley shows up. Uh, she's like, what are, what are you doing? And <laughs> I... <laughs> I do love this moment so much where uh, Troy is like, we're trying to get Jeff ready for the fight. I couldn't think of another word. And then Jeff (laughs) tries to, we were just fighting. Yeah, it is hard to find another word. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of something. I mean, what else? We're trying to get ready. Jeff ready for the fire. The fire. Ficus? The ficus? Yeah, the ficus. We're trying to get ready for the ficus. The fiberglass installation? Like That could have worked real well. There's some there's some really weird, like, but also when you are in sort of I mean, that took me some time. Mm-hmm. You're right? not you're not presented with the I have to make up a lie. Crap, if, I don't have a word. Right. If Shirley is bearing down on me. I'm going to be like, fight. So, you know. Right, yeah. That's true. And uh, I, I this just points out in all those different situations that, you know, is it, y- different uh, sitcom characters are like always doing this. Um, it, it's, v- it's very meta to the form of this is just something that we take for granted. And then having these two characters not be able to do it is is a subversion of the trope right which i really appreciate and uh, and you know that's what community is kind of built on some sometimes so i really mm-hmm. appreciate when they do subvert it yeah we start to see a lot of those sort of little moments sort of because like it it takes a little bit but you know it gets the show gets more and more meta as it goes on oh yeah but so we here in get, season we one get there here in season one it's like these little bits where it's like any other show they would have said ficus or fiberglass installation or whatever you know the standard ways of resolving it right here they're just like fight shirley declares that this is basically a middle finger to the most important day of the year december 10th shirley does give a little speech about how because of her divorce and Mm -hmm. because all of her relatives have taken her ex-husband's side this is the one christmas party she gets like this is it and so she's really upset that the people that she has kind of taken as like a second family 
are doing things like getting into fights on the most important day of the year, December 10th. Sure. Um, this is when everybody but Jeff and Shirley kind of like, uh, so, like kind of sadly walk out and be like, oh, I should probably do better than this. Uh, she gives him a brownie to help relax because of the, the rough conversation they're going to have. And then asks immediately, why do you hate me and Jesus? <laughs> uh-huh. Come in right out the gate with that. Uh, He's he like, says the brownie doesn't help. I don't think my, I don't think my brownie's working. Um, he's like, it's still December tenth. <laughs> he also, um, in one of my favorite lines of the episode, he says to me, religion is like Paul Rudd. I see the appeal, and I'd never take it away from anyone, but I'm never going to stand in line for it. Uh, Jeff says, "I'm going to go to the fight." Shirley tries to forbid him from doing so. He's like, "Well, you're not my mom, so you don't get to." She says that if you show up to the fight, don't show up to my party. And then they have this little exchange where he's like, don't be mad. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. That's That's mom mom for for mad. mad. Yeah. It really is. That's what I reference all the time. And also uh, she does in in a very subtle moment, take the brownie from him. Oh, I She takes it back. It's very funny that she takes it back. Uh, but yes, I often are like, that's mom for mad all the time. <laughs> so later on at the party, Abed brings in a traditional Muslim dish, as he calls it. I'm kind of sad we don't actually get to yeah, find we, out what it is. We don't. Um, Annie brings potato latkes with sour cream and applesauce, which surely mis- misidentifies them as hash browns. Yeah, but honestly, I, I could go for some potato latkes right oh, now. Oh, man, like, they look so honestly, good. <laughs> So here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing. I'm, Shirley, I'm here for this thing. Shirley, kind of, in her own, in her mind, all of these multicultural dishes are ruining my very Christian party. Yes. I'm like, yo, this sounds legit. Like, I don't know what Abed made, but I mean, Middle Eastern food kicks ass. It does. Like, I, I want to eat some of that. I want those those latkes because, like, mm-hmm. man, have you had a good latka? fantastic oh, they're so good I'm into it like this sounds legit like this got better like just if your main selling point is that the cranberry sauce has real cranberries in it then i i'd rather go to the latka party thank you exactly thank you um so yeah that being said I'm, the fact that cranberry sauce sometimes doesn't have real cranberries in it is also concerning to me <laughs> i mean i'm not huge on cranberry sauce regardless so. same uh, but my family does do homemade cranberry sauce which is pretty good which i'm very happy about Britta brings what she believes in, which is nothing. Uh, Pierce has brought his Buddha in- incense holder. <laughs> Britta's like, I'm pretty sure that's a bong. Yeah. Um, and, you know, insinuates again that he is probably in a cult. Because he um, is. Uh-huh. We don't know much about it now, but trust me, he is in a cult. Jeff is not there because he's going to the fight. And uh, Shirley declares that Jeff is dead to her, just like all of you will be if you go to the fight. And Britta actually calls Shirley out on not being very Christian, um, right. which, you know, again, is, I think, really on point because sure. Shirley, Shirley is exceptionally Christian in this episode, but she's not a very good Christian in this right. episode. Uh, she she uh, kind of doesn't take the take the being called out on it from an atheist. Um, and then kind of they all kind of insult each other. And Annie's like. Every religion is just weird. We should just not talk about it. And then that kind of also t- start starts another 
everybody talking over one another. Um, mm-hmm. And Britta's like, are we really going to let religion divide us? We can all agree on one thing, that we want to have Jeff at this party. Except for Shirley. Shirley disagrees. Britta gives... a Part of Britta's speech also um, is like, if you want us to be your second family, you have to accept us and support us even when we're doing things that you don't necessarily agree with. Right. Because again, Britta's a great broken clock and this is her second time of the day that she's right. And so they uh, all go to the fight. You, you know, I just, I, you, when you said that it, it triggered. Uh, so during, I was during my watch of the episode today, uh, my mom called um, and she, and we were talking a little bit and she, the subject came up of my, my grandfather who passed, uh, uh, you know, what, a year and a half ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know how he was confused and not sure about what I was doing with all those computery stuffs when I was a kid and when I was in, you know, middle school and high school and stuff. And then, but he realized, you know, when I got a job and it made money, it was like, oh, okay, then I think I'm good with this. So it is, you know, that, that, that I know that that's a very specific, um, uh, understanding, but you know, like, you know, treating, you know, believing and supporting your family when they're doing something you don't agree with. I mean, you know, my grandpa didn't know what the hell I was doing with his computer and now I use it every day and, you know, have a job doing cool stuff on it. Um, Mm -hmm. he supported me. And I think that's just a really important note in my life. And I know that's probably a quite personal thing to share in the podcast, but I don't sure. really care. <laughs> but it, it's, it's fine. It, I think it's a re- it's a really important note that, you know, we all, you know, have families and we all argue and get to get, get along or don't get along. But I think the important thing is you support your, your family and, the, you know, whether that's your physical, your, your, your biological family or your found family or whatever. You know, we, you, you have to support everybody while they're, you know, making their choices because that's the only thing they can do. They can make their choices. Right. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, so they all go to the fight. And uh, this is where my note says, all the trees have leaves on them. As we discussed at the beginning. <laughs> yep. So they start up with this fight and they do that. Sup, sup. Sup. I do want to point out that right before Jeff shows up, Mike is like, you know, if this dude doesn't show, we got to go to Applebee's. I'm getting a fight no matter what. <laughs> Which uh, is great because I think, are we still both followed by Applebee's? Um, I think they finally unfollowed me oh, darn uh, it. on Twitter. But yeah, they, they were following the both of us for a while. Um, Applebee's. Um, yeah, they are not currently following me on Twitter. They're not following They're only me following either. 148 people. They must so have they gone must through have... a new strategy of not yeah. just following anybody that references anything about Applebee's. <laughs> I'm sure their right? TL was just like, hey, Applebee's, why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> I mean, why are you following me, a random, a random software developer? Why are you doing this? I mean... I have a feeling that uh, most people, just in general, are like, "Why are you doing this, Applebee's?" <laughs> it's just on a just on a regular like basis. Yeah. Um, just why? Why Applebee's? Why? why? Why Applebee's? Seriously. 
Um, I like I like the fact that that's probably going to be the subtitle for this episode. Why I Applebee's? was I was this close to just tweeting apropos of nothing. Why Applebee's? Seriously, <laughs> but I feel like that's just going to have so many people tweeting at me like, "Oh my god, what did they do?" And I I'm going to be like, "It's just an existential thing." Like, why? It's, yeah, it's an existential. I mean, what? I'm not going to Applebee's or I can't. I'm li- I literally couldn't if I wanted to, and I don't want to. Yeah. I mean, you, we could still get their carry out their their. Uh, I believe they have a curbside pickup area that we could go. But, but I don't want to. That's true. This, this <laughs> that's episode the, that's brought the to you by the opposite of Applebee's. What is the opposite of Applebee's? Can you can you anti-sponsor a thing? Can you pay someone money to be like, don't go to Applebee's? I mean, it, when Arby's money comes in. <laughs> so so there's that. I feel like we are bordering on like slander or something. Yeah. There's it, is it slander or libel when you say it? It's uh, one of those slander is saying it libel is written. Good. Um, Cause we're definitely slandering Applebee's. I think, um, and maybe Arby's. I, mean, I don't know. We, we have not said anything specifically, uh, factually we untrue. Li- we have not lied about Applebee's. All I said is they once followed me on Twitter. True. <laughs> I don't want to eat there. True. Um, it's just defamation. It's just it's defamation. Just information. Exactly. It, it's just defamation is what it is. It's not It's not slander. You're just defaming their character. <laughs> I don't want to go eat it there. And I'm if Arby's pays me, I will slander them. I'm just expressing my personal feeling <laughs> on eating at Applebee's, and that's that I don't want to. I will say that I would... I think... I think I would give a lot if I lived close enough to an Applebee's and was the only option of a restaurant in these times to go sit and eat a, eat a meal. I would consider it, even though I know that it would be dangerous. But also at the same time, like I so desperately crave going to a restaurant. So uh, many years ago, 2015, I was on a many, road many trip. Many, many years. Uh, I was on a road trip uh, just for the heck of it. I didn't have a job and I was just like driving around. Uh, because I could finally, like I had nothing better to do. Found myself in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Okay, sure. As we um, all do, a uh, a gathering place, if you will. So found myself and my traveling companion in Idaho Falls. Okay. Um, I had had a bit of a stomach thing the previous day, so I didn't really eat a whole lot. And all of a sudden, it was late uh, on, of all days, St. Patrick's Day. Oh. Oh, no. And so uh, the thing about Idaho Falls, Idaho, is that everything closes at like eight. That feels about right for that. So I had had not eaten barely anything. Uh, We had planned on, uh, we had to go drive to another county to get some whiskey for uh, St. Patrick's Day. That also feels about right for Idaho. Because the ones in that county closed at eight. And so we drove over to a gas station one county over that closed at nine uh so we got some whiskey it is like first off nine first off, wait hold on gas station whiskey yeah that's a thing uh maybe it's a we, thing out in idaho maybe I, I know i know it's in washington but in oregon it's like you have to go to a, the special liquor store for that so yes we got some whiskey at a gas station and then it's like well i need to eat before i drink this whiskey so we tried to find something that was open it's now 10 o'clock at night literally everything in the town is closed except for an applebee's 
So I have had the experience of <laughs> Applebee's is the only food that I can eat. And in that instance, I ate that Applebee's. You were eating good in the neighborhood, I, which is, I believe, their motto. I was eating sad in the neighbor bad. Um, so. <laughs> Excellent. So, yes, I ate some very mediocre pasta from Applebee's and then drank a lot of whiskey. So, you know. Well, you know, the best part about the pasta is that it'll soak up all that whiskey so you won't get super drunk super exactly. fast. Back at the fight. <laughs> the, the turns we are having on this podcast today are just legendary. Back at the fight, they are getting ready to fight. Jeff takes off his sunglasses and empties his pockets of all of his expensive stuff. Yeah, he's got he so much expensive stuff. And he sees the bracelet. Mike even makes a comment about it. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're wearing a stupid bracelet. He looks at the the what would Billy Joel do bracelet. Sure. And he's, he's like, like Mike, right? That's your name. Let, let's let's just talk, right? We don't we don't need to fight and he he starts trying to make peace mm-hmm. and um Mike just like punches him. Yeah. He even says like what would I do? What it's not this is important, but what is important is what would my friend Shirley do? And Shirley's there at this right. point. Right. Shirley shows up right as he uh turns the proverbial cheek mm-hmm. and um, says he won't fight. And then she sees him get knocked down to the ground. Mm-hmm. And Big then punch to the stomach. Right when he's like, what would Shirley do? Shirley's like, Jeffrey, kick his ass. And this is when the shirtless parkour fight starts. <laughs> yeah. All the, yeah. All the guys take off their shirts and um, start flip doing like freaking flips. Yeah, like yeah. It's very parkour for no reason. It's, intense uh kiss with a fist by florence and the machine starts playing everybody's fighting everybody else in this fake snow that is being just plastered all over the quad including Um, at one point annie is using the hose to just like cover uh this other person in fake snow overall pretty good fight Um, it's not bad i enjoy it um pierce accidentally punches jeff in the face Um, then says you're welcome yeah back at the party Shirley is now singing an altered, very secular uh, version of uh, Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's uh, it's quite good. I really appreciate good. it. Everybody has just beat the hell up, including um, Jeff, who looks like he has a broken nose. Yeah, no, his he's got Kleenex up both of his nostrils. There's yeah. definitely he he's he's gotten the crap kicked out of him pretty badly. Um, Everybody is all feeling all all happy and familial. Familial. It's a weird. It's an word odd word. To say. Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, Chang shows up at this point. He's got a. Uh, I almost said surfboard. He's got a snowboard. He's I ready mean, to hit the slope. It's a surfboard if you think about you know. I mean, it's all just water that you're exactly. on with the board. It's a it's a surfboard for cold water. Yeah, it's so, a surfboard for frozen water. I love it. So Chang shows up with his snowboard uh and he's like i just finished grading everyone's finals i'm here to tell you that everyone is moving on to spanish too except for jeff turns out you pause for dramatic effect will be seeing me next semester in spanish 102 because i'm the only spanish teacher to which annie and he's like yay about jeff passing not about you as the only spanish teacher Eh. Uh uh-huh which is very Um, funny 
And then uh, we close out with uh, Shirley gives some sort of toast, and Jeff's like, "I was thinking more like Merry Semester and a Happy New One." Yeah, he he starts saying Merry, and and Shirley stops him from saying Christmas, but he wasn't going to say that. Um, um, and then they pour champagne in a circle. Yep. Uh, uh, the tag is Abed decorating Troy like a Christmas tree. Um, Jeff's like, "Why do you do stuff like this?" They're like, "It's fun." It's fun. And then he joins in, and then the uh, the nose of the blinking nose smells like special drink. Yep. Um, and it's very funny. that is the end of the episode, and that means that it is time for... Grades. Oh, Christmas Troy, oh, Christmas Troy, thou tree most fair and lovely. I think this is a really good episode. I think it's not the best Christmas episode that we've that community has done. I think we that's in the future. Uh, based on what I remember from all the uh, Christmas episodes. But I do think it's an interesting uh, point on, you know, the different inter- interactions between different religions. And I think that, you know, you, you're right, Ben, that we see a lot of the negative sides of of everyone. But I think at the end, it kind of comes back together and they've learned uh, quite a bit about each other and about how, how each one of them reacts in the situation. Um. There, there's a lot of funny bits um you know i think the fight is well i think it's all well made like i i see this is the thing we keep saying like all these things are really well made but they really are like community right. season one is so good that it's hard to say like there are some pieces i might not like but it's all very funny it's all very well paced it's all very you know it, it's well plotted out and it all makes sense um I, th- I think, you know, there are just some moments that are so wonderful, like uh, Mike stapling a snowman to his forehead and, right. you know, uh, Pierce saying you're, you're welcome after punching Jeff in the face that are just that are just kind of like points in this episode that are so good that I, I really can't give it anything lower than, you know, an A minus. But, you know, it's it's so very good. I think it's an A minus for me. Okay. Um, so I famously don't love most holiday episodes. This is a thing about me. I've known it for ages. <laughs> um, if you want more more uh, uh, evidence, go listen to all the Back to the Futuramas where it was Christmas. Right. Um, or Xmas, I'm sorry. So, yeah, I don't tend to love most holiday episodes, but I do think this one is pretty good. Um, I really like that uh it does kind of turn the uh christmas stereotype on its head where everyone is kind of showing their ugly sides here um most notably surely the the one who should be the most christian and most mm-hmm. um most uh you know like she should be in in any other tv show She's going to be this, the, the one who is like, it's Christmas. This is what Christmas is all about. Uh, I'm an extra good person today. And her ugly side just comes out. Like she is absolutely intolerant of all of her friends. She's intolerant of the people that she literally just said, you are my chosen family now because I have no other family. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really interesting and good uh uh storytelling device for this episode um and you know i think we we find out throughout the entirety of this 
series that everyone every one of these characters has good sides and bad sides sure and everybody's a well-rounded character yeah right and so when you're doing that it's important to show those bad sides and um you know i mean uh, uh certainly not everybody i mean annie is fine and i think abed is fine this episode uh- I think I well in this episode, but I do think in Annie and Abed get oh yeah no they've they've got ugly sides their, too yeah show their um, other sides but you're right about this I think but um you know it, it's it's a sort of unique and interesting device to be like here's a Christmas episode the one Christian character in this episode is going to be just absolutely awful to everyone um, right. And so, and not just awful, but like imposing their own belief system right. on everyone. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm certainly not going to uh, cast a, a wide uh, aspersion. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a terrible way to put it. I'm I'm not going to uh, try to, to stereotype like you know every Christian, but I've definitely sure. known the type like Shirley, where it's like, oh well, you know, you're not my religion, so you know. Um, right. so I, f- I feel like there are plenty of people who have also seen that as a, as a character trait in real life. Um, and so I think overall, um, I think it, it does a really good job. Uh, I would give this episode a B plus, um, okay. is right there. I think, you know, your grade's pretty spot on. Um, it's, it's a pretty good episode and it's, it's better for, character development than it is for just being a straight up enjoyable episode okay um and that character development's important but there are definitely better episodes that i just like what that i have more fun watching so that's fair i wouldn't say that this is one of those episodes i'll keep going back to it's even not even as a christmas episode i think like i've said i think this is not the best christmas episode but i think it's a very good episode so we want to know what you think about this episode about filming things not in colorado and telling them telling you that it's in colorado how do you Mm -hmm. feel about applebee's in a legally uh okay way do not please do not slander applebee's to be fair if they've written in it is libel at that point it's true please do not libel (laughs) please do not slander or libel applebee's or just defame Um, in general um or do you know we're not your lawyer this is for your mom or your mom um we're not mad we're just disappointed so (laughs) that's podcast dad for mad we're not mad at applebee's we're just disappointed in applebee's (laughs) 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 terrific um we want to know all of these things and more you can talk to us in plenty of ways you can tweet at us at good greendale you can find a contact form to email us at goodmorninggreendale.com uh we also have a fan group uh created by we call her super fan laura because she is just about the best fan you could ever hope to have as a podcaster um it's called the league of jeremy's uh back to the futurama fan group uh it Mm -hmm. goes back to our previous podcast it's a lot of fun there was recently a uh little mini bracket of uh characters um in community that we've seen so far Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah it's just a it's a fun place um to talk about 
recent episodes of this and uh, my other podcast. We've been doing some stuff for that as well. So and there, there was you know, there's been discussions about other places that we've guested and you know, other uh, just kind of in general things. So feel free to join us there. It's, it's yeah, a, so fun, that's, uh, a fun place. On, on Facebook, uh, just look up League of Jeremy's. You'll find it. Um, there's not very many League of Jeremy's, as you as I now probably know. Probably not, no. Um, anyways, uh, I think that's going to do it for us this time. So Sounds good. Until next time, when we're back for another semester of Spanish 102. Woo-hoo. We'll be back next time with that. And until then, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I, I wish, wish you, you luck. luck.